Welcome, welcome, welcome. We'll be starting in just a moment. We are celebrating today. You're going to be blown away by the news. And we're going to be decoding Trump's speech. We've got some really interesting notes to go through. So I think you're going to really enjoy this particular one. Yes, good afternoon and blessings to you, twin. Elbows, good to see you here. Thank you for that. Jesse should be jumping on in just a moment. How's your Friday going so far, everybody? Uh, let me know in the chat. Also, let me know where you're uh, listening from, because we're, we actually haven't asked that on these uh, Podbean spectacular live shows before. And uh, quite interested to see where you are. Arizona is in the house. And awesome Tennessee. Yes, Alabama. Well, we got the Bible Belt here today. South Florida, Coconut Beach, Orlando. From GA, Texas is in the house. Oh, I just heard a good joke about Texas. I don't think I should say it, though. Oh, more Tennessee. By the way, you Tennesseans are in South Carolina. I'm coming down to visit you guys uh, in just a couple months. So hopefully I can meet as many of you as possible. Cleveland. Oh, so you're... You're experiencing the same weather I am right now in Cleveland. It is bitter cold out there, let me tell you. I think today in Fahrenheit, where I live, it is approximately 10 degrees. Yikes. Ontario, Canada. So you definitely are experiencing what I'm experiencing. It is brutal out there today. Alabama. Grand Rapids. Hey, let me just uh, check with Jessie to make sure she's jumping on. Oh, she says she didn't get the link. Let me just see what happened here. Well, hopefully she'll be on in the second. Hey, thank you for the share, twin. In the panhandle, 39 and rainy. I'm not a cold weather person, let me tell you. <laughs> this is not a cold thing. Okay, just give me a second. I got to... see why Jesse is not getting the link here. Well, hopefully she'll jump on in a moment. Hello. Hello, hello. Now we are complete. So, Jesse, we are celebrating today on this beautiful Friday. It might be cold outside where I live. But the sun is shining, and God has been good to us. 
He has been so good. It is very cold outside, but in spite of that, I'm thankful to be in a warm house, at least. <laughs> That's right. So, should I let the cat out of the bag what we're celebrating? Actually, we're celebrating two things today. Well, three. I always celebrate when it's Friday. <laughs> Just because Saturday is supposed to be my day off. Although I end up working most Saturdays, it seems, lately, Jesse. But today is a big day for us. The first thing is, uh, most of you would probably know that uh, yesterday we got a strike on YouTube, and it was our second strike, which meant a two-week timeout. And it was the strike was, they said, for inciting violence is what we were accused of. Inciting violence. Now, what episode do you think that we incited violence from? Well, I'll t give you the answer right now. It was from our Revelation Bible study, and we read Revelation 12, and I appealed, and nobody wins appeals with YouTube, but I put in God's word in the uh, in my appeal. I said, you're going against God. We are not uh, encouraging violence. We're reading the book of Revelation, and we're doing a Bible study, and they accepted my appeal, which probably is the first in history, Jesse. That is the first one they've accepted, isn't it? We've we've been striked quite a few times and kicked off YouTube for a week or so. Yeah, I always wonder why other hosts don't get the harassment that we do at Right On Radio. And the last time we actually lost our channel, it was only ministry videos that were up, and they got rid of us. So they obviously did not accept the appeal that time, but this time they did, and uh, we consider that to be a victory. But, Jesse, that's not all we're celebrating. We're celebrating on Podbean today. We are. That's amazing, Jeff. Go ahead and share. I'm excited for you to share. All right. So, first of all, let me just tell you, with Podbean, uh, we did not start on this platform. We started this podcast about uh, almost to the day um, a year and a half ago. And for the first six months, we were on a different audio platform. And so we had, uh, you know, quite a few downloads. We had a lot of subscribers, but I just found Podbean to be a better platform. And so we decided to make the switch. And I can report to you as of today, so about one year on Podbean, we have hit a milestone. We just had one million downloads. Okay, you know what? I got to do this. And I'll tell you, it, even, uh, I'll give you some back office stats. This thing has been blowing up for us uh, lately. And even in the last 28 days, we have had 193,000 downloads in the last uh, 28 days. Yes, and top 20. Thank you for noticing that. 
Yes, we are in the top 20 now. And so I think their algorithms are really starting to help us. And the beautiful thing about this is there's a lot of people who are probably not Christians who are coming to this station because of the name. It's, it's kind of an inviting name. It's right on radio. It doesn't say uh, Jeff and Jesse Ministries or anything like that. So, you know, we try not to beat people over the head with the Bible, but we do not run from the fact that we are Christians and Bible-believing faith-based broadcast. It's written right in the description. We talk God and politics. But Jesse, a million downloads in one year on Podbean for an audio platform is phenomenal. It is amazing. And, you know, really the Lord has just been with us. And, you know, as we've been praying to get the word out there and to speak the truth, the Lord's, you know, given us that platform. So praise the Lord. He has. And I'll, I'll tell you, I just remember, Jesse, when we when we first started, well, when you when you came on for your first interview, I was hoping to get like 100 people to listen to it, <laughs> you know. Uh, honestly, humble beginnings. And then after a month, it's like, I remember showing Jesse the stats and look, Jesse, we had 400 people listen to our podcast. And, uh, you know, yeah, I remember that too. It was so funny. We'd get excited. Um, you know, back then it was like, just to have 50 to 100 people hear the message that we were bringing was huge, you know, and the Lord has definitely multiplied that. And I'll, I'll never forget. I was sitting out on my deck. I was barbecuing, having a beer as a beautiful time, uh, you know, last summer. And I said to my wife, I said, you know what? We're going to get to a thousand downloads on this broadcast. This is good stuff that we're putting out. And I, I think that was actually, you know, probably, we're getting into, you know, episode 30 or something like that around that time. And, uh, and sure enough, it was the next broadcast, uh, that, that one that got posted did get to a thousand downloads. And that was such an amazing thing. And by the way, uh, I, Jesse and I would still do this, uh, even if it was only a hundred or only a thousand of you listening. So, uh, we're passionate about what we do. We're thankful for you guys and, and honestly, you know, we, we serve the Lord, but we we believe the Lord is allowing us to serve you. So uh, thank you for being here and, and actually being in the fight with us. I also am just so grateful. Um, so many people have stepped alongside of us and uh, greatly appreciated. And Jesse, without a cheesy segue, this would not be right on radio. And we're also thankful for all of you who have stepped along into the fight beside us by taking a stand for liberty. That's right. You can take a stand by for liberty. Stop giving your money to the cabal. Switch your shopping to an ethical American and Canadian North American business, North American products, non-caustic, all good for you. It's just the money you're spending, but it's even a better service because it gets delivered to your door directly from the factory. And how do you do that? You go to mylibertystand.com. That's mylibertystand.com. Jeff, you are the king of cheesy segues. It, it uses me because I never know when you're just going to pop out and put one of those cheesy segues in there. 
Well, listen, I've noticed you're getting pretty good at it on on the other shows as well. And and by the way, you had a great segue. You threw me off because you don't normally do them on uh, yesterday's show uh, when you did the uh, the teaser, <laughs> which was good. <laughs> yes, with the purple shampoo. <laughs> that was a that was a funny one. Your face, you were like, wait, what? <laughs> That was good. Hey, let's get into some stuff. Oh, by the way, uh, before we get into the uh, breaking down of the Trump speech, uh, on Wednesday's show, when we had the military analyst on, uh, he was talking about people going to Mars, and then I teased, uh, and this is for people who are newer to the program, people who've listened to us already, this would not be a surprise, but I had teased, and I said, perhaps... There is more than one Mars. Jesse, would you explain? There absolutely is. Um, we brought out in, on some other shows that uh, the system, and by that we're meaning the Cabal Luciferian system, um, when they've built their underground cities and their major hubs, they always will make what we call a mirror city. So they'll actually be two. So locations like Mars, um, Zion, uh, uh, Valhalla, Shambhala, all of those have an international site as well as um, a mirrored city somewhere else in the world. So, So there's an underground Mars. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, probably one of the biggest breaking news things that we really haven't gone into too much detail on yet is the fact that there is actually a world underneath the surface of the Earth. There's actually cities. There's actually transportation. There's energy systems. There's all kinds of things. And we will be going into more detail on that but i actually as big of news as that is uh the stuff jesse and i are working on uh trumps that i would say jesse absolutely does yeah we've got this year's going to be pretty exciting with, with all of the um information intel and the breakdown of system information that we're going to be presenting so Stay tuned, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to mark episodes so people know which ones to watch, but they're kind of going in a series, so they build off each other. So I would encourage everybody to go back and rewatch former episodes because they will build up to where we're going. And one of the important things is that if this isn't a tease, I don't know what it is, but I, I've got the info in front of me. I've got it in front of me right now. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this can change the world if used properly. This can change the world. So, yes, you, me, and the Right On Radio community, we can actually change the world this year. Absolutely. I mean, a good teaser for that, Jeff, would be, you know, what was all included in the wisdom that God gave to King Solomon, you know, did it include things like um, healing? Did it include wisdom about um, the transformed, we'll say, body, spiritual and physical body? And maybe it even gave, um, you know, wisdom 
that uh, included immortality and everlasting life. And possibly, just just thinking outside of the box here, when I'm looking at some of these diagrams and stuff like that, maybe we won't have to jump on planes to go long distances anymore, Jesse. That would be a, a great benefit in life. <laughs> it certainly would, because I'm not doing the airport thing right now, I'll tell you that. Hey, let's get into the uh, uh, Trump's Arizona speech breakdowns and... This broadcast, or this portion of the broadcast, is coming to you from actually one of our diggers who prefers to remain anonymous, uh, but it's one of my main diggers that I've been working with for over a year now. Uh, she's been really faithful to the show. Uh, she's become a good friend. I'll, I just want to say that to her. And uh, she sent me her notes, and then I watched the entire thing, and uh, and it was really super simple for me to follow along after her detailed notes. So you're going to get a lot of stuff here today, and I think you're going to go into the weekend feeling really positive. And although I'm not allowed to give the digger's name on air, I will just say this to this person because I know the time zone she is in. Good Eve. Ning to you. All right, let's get going, Jesse. What time did Donald Trump arrive? He arrived at eight seventeen p.m., which we know has some very significant things. The first thing I'd like to point out about that is that when you switch the numbers all around, you get a one eighty-seven which is in the system what we call a red line or a white line. It usually means that um, somebody has put out, a, 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 we'll just say, a petition or put out an order to take somebody out. So that's just interesting that his exact arrival time is the same as a red line number code. Yeah, a 187, so they're putting out a hit almost. So, you know, but I don't think he's into the assassination business or anything like that. But um, I think it's definitely tying in with the other comms that are coming right up. Uh, and by the way, uh, there were 17 flags that were there. Uh, so the number 17 was very prominent in the entire <laughs> Yeah, definitely was very prominent. And uh, even you have that number eight in the system that represents um, the New World Order and the beginning of things like for them, the number seven would be completion. But then you've got the new beginning, like what comes after the completion. So that eight represents that completion. But then as you see the number 17 after it, um, you automatically would say, you know, 17 is greater than 8. So it's kind of a symbology of a Trump, you know, that the 17 is going to beat out the 8. That's right. And so the other thing is, even before he walks out, he plays a video of uh, the acting Pedotus, who we call Joey B, 
you know, he showed the video of him kissing little girls' heads and smelling hair, right? So he's mocking him, but while he's playing this video and as he starts to walk out, he's playing the Undertaker theme song, which is from the WWE. It's a funeral march. And so he's playing this particular song. And, you know, he used to always play really uppity songs, but he's playing the Undertaker theme song uh, while Joey B is sniffing hair and as he is walking out here. Uh, and one of the things that's interesting here that uh, the, the digger put a note in, in the WWE wrestling world, the Undertaker was buried alive and comes back to wreak havoc on the wrongdoers. <laughs> I love it. Um, usually he's playing, you know, one of the songs that's about standing with America or a patriotic song, but with this, it definitely seemed like he was playing comms and, um, you know, the main chorus is, is you're going to pay. <laughs> so this was great. It was. And, and it's also an interesting note. There was an older song that The Undertaker used to play that was called Dead Man Walking, uh, which has very interesting lyrics in it as well. Uh, quote, you've done it now. You've, you've gone and made a big mistake. And I can allow you to think you just just can walk away. So turn around and face the piper. You're going to pay because the end is now. This is going to be your judgment day. A cheap shot. That's the way you played the game. I was blinded, but things will never be the same. And the chorus is you're going to have to pay. Uh, and also as he's walking out, uh, which is, you know, normally he's in the, the red tie. He did not have a tie on. And in the business world, at the end of a deal, the tie comes off and it means the deal is done. That's just classic. I love it. Okay, Jesse. So there was also uh, 55,000 people. Um, so there was a Q post 55, my fellow Americans, but five, five means something else as well. Jesse. <laughs> It does. Um, a lot, many have speculated that the five, colon five, uh, represents um, the video proof that they have of a particular video, especially um, one containing HRC. So um, we'll just leave that there for right now. Yeah, so, the, the you know, and 5-5 five, five in the military, everyone says that's all good, you know, 5-5, five, five, Trump does that all the time, uh, but it does have some other meanings to it with 5-5, five, five, so just be aware of that. And uh, so one of the, a couple of the interesting things, uh, Jesse, and I'm going to make you, let you uh, do the comment on Tiffany, because you were the first one to tell me that, actually, before I watched the speech, but Trump said, uh the cabal surrounds Biden. Never heard him say that before. The cabal surrounds Biden. Yep. Um, he just outright said that word cabal, which usually, you know, I think he said words before like the deep state or 
He'll call him the swamp, things like that. But I don't believe he's actually ever outright said the term, the cabals. That's right. By the way, that's right. By the way, I did see you calling in. Uh, we might have time for a couple calls at the end, but we just want to get through uh, some of this stuff here. So if you had a question, hang on to it and uh, perhaps we'll be able to get to you. But then right at the very beginning of the speech, Jesse, he was talking about no Christmas presents, and he mentions a particular store. What did you get out of that? Yeah, everybody knows that um, Tiffany's is one of the biggest stores that is known to sell, you know, diamonds and jewelry, um, and they go back quite a few years. So they've been a, you know, massive celery of, ju- uh, we'll say seller of jewelry. Um, you know, I think it's even since the early 1900s. And so he specifically says, you know, there is no merchandise in Tiffany's. So to me, I took that to imply that, you know, there's no more diamonds of, uh, you know, that are made from children being sold that they have uh, stopped the production, they've found the places where that's happening, and that basically, you know, the system has lost all of its assets and financial backing. Yeah, and probably not all of it is gone, but all their major ones, I think, have been taken down. And we've certainly seen the evidence of the underground tunnels being emptied, uh, being destroyed, and Jesse and I personally know the pe- know some of the people doing it. So it's not just like we're we heard it on another YouTube show and we're reporting it to you. We verifiably have evidence that people have been going into these dumbs and taking kids out. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, a big part of that, I think he he goes into that even further to support that, you know, he mispronounces the words supply chain, which that's, you know, what those diamonds and other things that they were doing with the children, that was a a supply chain of the system. And he says supply change, you know, so I believe that that represents that, you know, we're in that a period where the distribution has stopped and now there's going to be a huge chain or change to where uh, the supply for things that we need are coming from. Yeah, and that's certainly the way I, I, I tied it into the uh, the Tiffany's, the diamonds, the children, because it was right after that. Uh, so it was, you know, in sequence, it really worked. When he said, I also thought, hey, We've been doing a lot of business with China. Perhaps we're this whole thing about the shortages and everything is to wake up people to stop buying that crap and go to mylibrary.com. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> um, no, and and with that, um, I would encourage. I think there was further comms with that. Um, one of the biggest massive videos that I ever did was with uh, Good Dog on his uh, his channel. And that video was called uh, Supply Chain. And um, on there also, if you watch that video, 
I believe that that's the same day where Trump talked about um, Tiffany's. And so if you go back and watch that video, that speech he gave on Tiffany's will, I believe, be earlier in that show. But it's all about the system's supply and distribution. Um, and so I'd encourage people to go back and watch that because I think we're going to see a lot more of those connections. And you're right, Jeff, one of the biggest things we brought out with that uh, was China's role in some of that supply and distribution. Absolutely. And by the way, I don't mind giving Good Dog a plug. Uh, if you wanted to go to the, find that episode that Jesse was just talking about, it's Good Dog, all one word, dash USA.com is his website. And he's got a mountain of, of evidential, uh, episodes, uh, shows, uh, very evidential. They're very long. Uh, some of them, I will say that, but, uh, uh, he is a trusted source of intel. I, I will I'll give him my endorsement, and I know Jesse does too. Uh, now, one thing also that he said was because, you know, he, he always makes fun of the media and everything else that's there. Uh, you know, he says the media won't turn their cameras around. They won't do this. And then he gives uh, Right Side Broadcasting, RSPN, uh, who has been covering all the Trump rallies for about a year now, uh, he gives them credit and said, RSBN has been doing a great job covering these. And then on the ticker, that's the message that goes across the bottom of the TV screen, it read out, Nasara Jasara. Which, uh, for those who, who don't know what that is, I know most of our audience is very uh, familiar with all of these terms already. But that refers to the new money system that's going to be put into place both in the United States um, as well as globally. So Nasara is in the United States. Jasara is the global name for that uh, financial program. And essentially, it's a bunch of conditions, but it's returning the country of the United States in particular away from the corporation. And I think that would have to happen worldwide because every com country has been become incorporated uh, and you've lost your freedoms. Look, the countries don't even own the Federal Reserve, things like that. So that's all going to go down going back to a gold-based system and bank debt. And that should be wiped out according to the plan if it happens. And, of course, if you want to know what we really think of Nasara Jasari, you'll have to go back on a couple of shows because that's a topic, that's a rabbit hole that we would go down. But I would just say in the beginning, it will seem very good. Uh, in the end, it will usher in the Antichrist system. That's right. And now this next statement that he makes, Jeff, that was a little bit interesting. Why don't you go ahead and share about what he, the comment he made about Fauci. He said, Biden made Fauci king. I didn't listen to Fauci. And the crowd shouts, lock him up. Lock him up. <laughs> I just have to laugh sometimes the things that he says, but. You know, part of me, I'm sitting there thinking, what does he mean by Biden made Fauci king? 
Well, he does because essentially Fauci's running the country with Joe Biden. Um, so it is an unelected king. And, uh, you know, and he goes, but I didn't listen to Fauci. And of course he goes on to the stories Fauci wants to, didn't want to close the border and all that stuff, but we'll, uh, move on because he said that so, so many times. But then he goes in to saying they are tearing our country apart, taking away our dignity and our liberties, not taking away my liberty stand though. Enough is enough. We're not going to take it anymore. Our country is going to hell and it's happening so fast. Just reminds me of that song. We're not going to take it. <laughs> and it, I, he'd sometimes play that at some of his other rallies. So it, it seems like, you know, they're really coming out. They're ready to march forward and take control. Well, and also the very last Q post was the song, We're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. And I think doesn't that it also has that line in there too, leave our children alone. Isn't that or am I thinking a different song? No, I think that's a different song, but I'm glad you went into that because that's the next thing he said was leave our children alone with their powerful, most beautiful immune systems. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, they're calling it as it is. And, you know, he, he started calling out the mandates and that they're being used to attempt to, uh, disseminate the economy. But, you know, that all these things, not only are they attacking our children's immune system by demanding the jabby jabber, but, you know, they're attacking our rights, our freedoms, everything that allows us to be people, you know, and to have sovereignty um, through these mandates. But those mandates are falling. And um, thanks to many, you know, people that Trump has appointed as judges. Yeah, and it's an interesting flip-flop because he was pro-vaccine for a long time, but now he's, uh, well, he didn't say he's against them. You know, but uh, he goes on to say that, uh, you know, we have therapeutics that are so powerful and so good. Some people could call them cures, but instead, Big Pharma is making a killing, <laughs> is what he says. Big Pharma is making a killing. Yeah, he just inserts that right in there, doesn't he? And I think that, you know, it is interesting that... um you know, from the very beginning, uh, we'll just say, you know, the Q source has said, um, you know, that dis sometimes disinformation is necessary. So there's been times where he promoted that uh, jabby jabber. And I, you know, I'd think to myself, you know, is he really encouraging people to get this? Or is this part of the disinformation uh, that he's out there so people, you know, really don't know? right where he's standing with things. Um, at the same time, he told people right where he stood. And, you know, I I think that it part of it was that disinformation at play. But don't forget that uh, intel we got. And listen, we don't know if this is true, 
but like it's impossible to come out with those uh those things i just got to be careful not to say the names because we're on some of the platforms we're on uh with this even with this show uh but there's um it's impossible to come out with it unless, of course, it was pre-planned and they already had the formulas, which we know they did. But for the ones that he came out with, the theory is that it was actually therapeutics uh, that were being put into it, uh, like hydrochloroquine and things like that. Uh, and then did they change the formula after he was out of office? That is one of the questions that will have to be answered as we get going. But in the meantime, Big Pharma is literally making a killing. It, it's a scary thing, you know. To, they really are making a killing. And, you know, a lot of lives have been lost because of what they're doing. Yeah. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how the courts deal with this and – um. You know, he brought out some of that with the courts that, you know, that the Supreme Courts are going to have to make big decisions. Well, we know that there's been some interesting things on those people that he's, you know, appointed as judges. <clears throat> and, you know, I know I've named several of those individuals that, you know, we know that they're part of the big Jesuit systems. We've connected that Jesuit system to the cabal. Um and so, you know, I think that some of his decisions and the people that he put in place was very purposeful. You know, I think that it was part of the takedown that he gave people power and authority, yet he knew the choice they were going to make. And that, you know, even put in those positions, they would still, you know, make those decisions that are not good for humanity. And in that, you know, they're showing their hand plainly for all the world to see, and everybody sees what side they're on. And it goes against the common good of man. That's the thing. Everyone, doesn't matter. Listen, the left and right thing is just a distraction. People know right from wrong. And when you see, uh, you know, someone get away, getting away with murder and then someone who just shows up at a protest being, you know, a prisoner of war, you know that's wrong. And uh, and so, but you have to be able to see it. People have to see it to believe it. Um, so just, uh, and by the way, you just, in, in this fallen world, you just don't get into the Supreme Court without being one of those, uh, uh, you gotta, they gotta have something on you. Otherwise you're not going there. Let's just say it that way. Um, but he goes on to say, we are done being controlled by Washington and politics. And remember from his inauguration speech, Jesse, he said that we are going to turn the power back from the politicians into the people's hands. And when he did that in his inauguration speech, I encourage everyone to go back and watch that because at that point in the speech, a bunch of military men came down the stairs, stood behind him, and when he was done with that portion of his speech, they all turned around and walked away and left him on the stage alone again. So now he's saying we are done being controlled by Washington and politics. When it says done, that doesn't mean, uh, that to me, that doesn't say we're getting fed up, we're, uh, 
we're, we're really tired of it. It says we are done being controlled by Washington and politics. Could we be near the end of this thing, Jesse? I believe so. I think that basically what this, what this speech was is he's giving, um, an end of operation, uh, feedback report. That's what it seems like to me. There's, you know, he's literally reporting about all the things that have been completed. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And, you know, <laughs> listen, it, it's been a rough ride, folks. But, you know, they say we've been watching a movie. They just didn't say it was going to be a horror movie. And uh, unfortunately, it has been. And speaking of horrors, uh, when he was talking about uh, abortion, he did not say abortion. He said the babies could be killed after birth. Um, that was significant because that's, he is the most pro life president, at least in my lifetime. Yeah. And that's, you know, we've, we don't hear people using that term, um, the killed, you know, they usually would skirt around it by using that term abortion, um, or, you know, abortion, uh, late-term abortion, or I forget, how did they use it um, when they were petitioning for the bill? Um, infanticide, I think, was a big term they kept using, and they don't directly come out and say, you know, killing babies after birth. You see, that's why it's so powerful when you change language. And one of the things Cisco was saying on yesterday's show is how the church has changed the language on this as well, right? Uh, it's done on purpose. And that's why, Jesse, we've changed the language from vax and unvaxed to uh, patented and pure bloods. That's right. And you know that term infanticide, it kind of reminded me it, it fits with other terms that have that same ending, like pesticide or, you know, like they make it seem almost like it's an infestation that needs to be taken care of versus, you know, that this is a living person that is being murdered. Yeah, and and it, and it ties in with suicide, which makes it seem like, oh, it was voluntary. You know, it it's really lessens it. It's disgusting. There's nothing worse than society killing babies. Let me tell you, there's nothing worse. All right, so we have so much more to get through. we got to go faster, Jesse. Uh, he says, we won the election and we cannot let them get away with it. Well, we know that because everyone in America, look, there's no one who, there's nobody who legitimately believes that uh, the acting Pedotus won this election. Oh, Jeff, your microphone got muted. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, I just muted because I was going to let you come on. But yeah, no one believes that uh, that that they uh, <laughs> they won the election. And uh, so he also went on to say the left are rationing life-saving therapeutics, and that's true. Uh, the things that have been working, the federal government has been buying all of them and hoarding them and not letting them be handed out because they want this uh, pandemic to keep going. This is a genocidal campaign, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is, this is. I think, uh, unfortunately, it's going to turn out to uh, to make you know what happened in uh, in you know World War II. It's 
uh, with the, with the Jewish people, and that I think that's going to look like a birthday party compared to what this has been doing uh, worldwide. And uh, it's a very, very sad thing indeed. And a lot of people uh, need prayer, but our God is bigger than this. And so uh, we just keep putting God in the power seat and trusting God all the way through this. You got you to remember God is eternal. Uh, he doesn't think in, uh, in a 70 to 100 year life, which is kind of an average thing. He knows that uh, life is eternal. So uh, we thank him for that. And Jesse, what do they say about socialism? Oh, yeah, this is totally building up to my favorite line in the entire speech. Um, but he says, you know, this is no longer just socialism. This is fascism. They don't have the right to change our country and everything we stand for. They don't have the right. And he says, you know, they've done they've done so many witch hunts. But then here's the best line of all. He says, I am a professional witch hunter and beater. <laughs> Everything they accuse me of has shown to not be true, all a hoax. It's a democratic hex. <laughs> then he brings up Liz Cheney after the statement. So he's directly like referring back to when she got up and was speaking out against him, and I know we had brought forward that literally she says, you know, the, the numbers, 187, which we talk about is that red line. And, uh, you know, she brings that out and he's saying that, hey, like, these witches are hexing him, but he's a professional witch hunter and beater. So I think he's got, there's going to be some stuff in the news coming up, Jeff. That's my thoughts on that. So, and by the way, that was my favorite line as well, but he's a professional witch hunter. And, and so I'm just going to rest on that word hunter for a moment because he does so much double speak and beater. He's a hunter and a beater. So he's going to beat them. He's going to beat them in the game. And he says, it's a democratic hex, not hoax. Folks, let that sink in. This guy's talking about this, the witchy witchcraft that these people have been doing. He's calling them out, you know. Uh, but he then goes on to say, Jesse, that they are falling fast and furious. We're getting rid of them fast. Uh, I just had to laugh about that. Um, he also says the only way... We can stop this corruption is if we had an honest media that would report the tr truth. The media and the big tech are all part of them, but we're going to beat them anyway. And so there again, you've got that beat, and he's particularly talking about the media and the big tech. That's right, and he is a professional Hunter and beater, <laughs> and and let's face it, the media is, and big tech are doing witchcraft. Uh, the media is a leviathan spirit, if I've ever seen. It's a definition of it, to be honest. And what big tech is doing, man, oh man, it's uh, it's bad. But we're gonna beat them. And and by the way, uh, the social the truth social should be launching uh, within about. Uh, well, they said mid-February was the anticipated launch date, 
And all I can say is that, you know, if Trump had over 100 million people on Twitter, and now that he's been banned, typically when you're banned, your ratings go up, and people want to hear from you more, and they do want to hear from him more, and and people want free speech even more. So when this launches, and big and the media is in the toilet, like, honestly, uh, right now, we're probably on par digitally with CNN or beating them. And that's just this right on radio podcast, Jesse. <laughs> that's really amazing to hear. Um, with that too, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, if we go back to some of the initial stuff being put out, um, you know, we're told that all of this is because of a LARP. You know, what is a LARP, a live playing action role game? And, uh, you know, what do you use in, in, uh, role playing games? If you want to get ahead, if you want to win, you use cheats. So <laughs> I think that he's kind of putting out there players on the board and what things they've been using to get ahead. And, you know, what happens when those cheats are taken away? You know, when the columns go down, they have no way of, of getting ahead in the game anymore. And, and let's face it, this, uh, the COVID narrative is going away. And that was the main driver that they used to cheat for, uh, for the selection last year, uh, in November of 2020. But then he goes on to say, January 6th has become an excuse for the Democrats' unprecedented assault on American civil rights and liberties. What is happening to these people in those jails? They are living in hell. Why aren't they doing it to Antifa and Black Lives Matter? What they are doing to people has never happened to this extent before. Burning down our buildings and Capitol buildings and churches and businesses. Uh, and then it says, when I when the pandemic hit, do I let Democrats handle their own cities and states, or do I go with the military and do the job? Crowd shouts, bring in the military. At least now we know what not to do. We know that there's a next time. We know what has to be done, and we're going to do it differently, but it had to be done this way. And then, of course, military is the only way from a Q post. Yeah, and he, he continues. Um, says the guy that shot Ashley, uh, we'll just say Ashley B., let's see how well he would have done without the protection he got. Hopefully they go down and are defeated in November and we will state our own investigations and find out what really happened. It is so important to get out and vote. Uh, January 6th was, was the largest crowd I've ever talked to before, and they were there to protest the election. The media never talks about how large the crowd was, only those who walked into the Capitol. And then he goes on, why aren't they looking at our rigged and stole election to get the bottom of this? There is massive evidence to what I'm talking about, and it's coming out rapidly. Very big. The American people deserve answers. January 6th was a protest against the crooked election carried out by the unhinged Democrats, big techs, and working with the fake news media, all working together to defeat the Republicans and your favorite president. Me, he says. 
<laughs> you just gotta love, love that. Then he says, uh, the real insurrection took place on election day, November 3rd. It's interesting he uses the word insurrection. He says, never forget the reason why the Democrat intermedia allies do these hoaxes and witch hunts. Is it not because they think that the American people are with them, but because they know the American people are actually against them? So they have to cheat and they can't win. So speaking to the crowd, he says, you don't know what's going on back there. What's going on back there is further than the eye can see. That is very serious. What's he getting at there, Jesse? I think he's getting it. There's a lot going on. Um, you know, what's behind the eye? It's the mind, the main center, uh, you know, of of everything that is perceived and known. And uh, I think he's directly speaking to that, that um, they can't foresee everything that is going on behind the scenes, and they're going to be surprised, caught off guard. Yep. Uh, what's going on back there, it's further than the eye can see. So how deep does it go? And he goes, and that is very serious. And then he says, we are now awaiting Attorney General Baranovich to do his job. All we want him to do is to do his job, and he's got to move quickly. We have been waiting a long time. Let the world know what the hell happened in Arizona and the other states. A great red wave is coming. And, of course, there is a Q post that refers to the red wave. And then he says, the only way we save our country and election is by legal votes only. The evidence is coming out and happening very fast, and the politicians are mad because they found out they got duped. People have been saying for years how corrupt our elections are, but this one was the beauty because used by all the mail and phony votes and other ways they used to cheat. And he says, we got it all. Yeah, and he says it was a real beauty. And I, I remember seeing, uh, you know, a photo that was leaked out. I think it was Scavino uh, right after this. And uh, what it was was a picture of Trump sitting in an operations center. And now there was no detail correlating Trump to being there watching the, the election steal uh, live. However, the implication was there that he was watching this happen live, that they walked into a trap. And, uh, and they say, we got it all. And we definitely know they got those servers out of Germany and everything else. And we found out about the, uh, Leonardo satellites out of Italy. Uh, we know about what China has done and what, how China has bought off politicians in, uh, in Georgia and other places. This has all come out. I'm telling you, it's all out there. We know all this stuff. We're waiting for the arrests. <laughs> That's right. And and they also, you know, have control of the other servers as well, that, you know, Hammer, the Sunrise, and the Sunset. Um, they've already given out locations of where those were located and have full control of all of that. That's right. And so he also called out, 
uh, Boris Epstein. He, he says Epstein four times like he's pointing out Epstein. And, and of course, the rumor is right now uh, that Ghislaine is going to be talking because she knows she is done and she wants to get a plea deal. So I think I, I, I think we're coming into suicide week, Jesse. <laughs> oh, my. I, I don't know if this is something we should be looking forward to or not, Jeff. I'm still deciding on that. Well, I, I think I think there'll be code words. It'll be this person got COVID and died. I think is the way it will be reported. Yeah, I mean, none of their other terms would would work for that, you know. So, I think we'll hear of a lot of, I, I you know, I think it will be direct. I think the media is going to report it as suicides all of a sudden and that there's this new variant that is causing everybody to, you know, randomly commit suicide. But that's my thought. Yeah. I, hey, listen, I, I just want to hear the term get mode. <laughs> but hey, but listen, so here's some more things that are signs that we're getting towards the end uh, of of this entire operation movie, whatever you want to call it. Um, he was calling. He he said he didn't want to call for a boycott of AT and T, uh, but he kind of was calling for a boycott of AT and T. He goes, maybe we should not use AT and T anymore. If we did to them what they do to Republican companies, we would have no difficulty. I will not say boycott AT and T. Uh, and so we're kind of equating to that. Does that mean the uh, the blackout that's coming down? And by the way, uh, a lot of you may or may not know AT&T, one of the largest uh, uh, communications providers in the United States and around the world, really. Uh, what is their parent company? Lucent Technologies, folks. So he's calling out AT&T, Lucent Technologies. They named themselves after the devil. Okay, folks, you can't make this stuff up. Well, then he goes on and he says 500 twice, referencing to finishing the border wall. Um, you know, and it goes back to a 17 letter post, uh, 500, where the exact words on there are fire and fury. Yeah, and he kept saying 500 because he built 500 miles and it was going to be done in three weeks. He did, and and he, uh, he went back to it, by the way, I forgot to mention this, but uh, whenever he mentions the wall was going to be finished and then when Biden came into office, you know, he says it would have been done in three weeks. All Biden had to do was go to the beach, he kept saying, go to the beach. And again, when I, I'm not a big believer in the Nasara Jasara thing, I think that, I think some people are getting ridiculous with it. But when Trump goes off script and he says something like, go to the beach, then I look at simple gematria. And essentially, that's calling for Nasara Jasara, which is the uh, new financial system. Uh, but in the same lines, when he's talking about the border wall, he starts talking about trafficking. What the cartels are doing to women and children is unbelievable. The traffic, The trafficking is mostly women, and it is horrible. 
Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, I think that the beach comet kind of was in reference as well leading up to that, that, you know, what are along those coastlines, um, you have the old, uh, you know, especially along the West Coast, you have the old trade lines that, they, you know, they would call those tunnel systems the trade lines or, you know, the railroads, and uh, <clears throat> they would they were primarily used for trafficking women and still are. So, you know, all of that is still happening and going on. And he goes on to say, in November, we have a chance to do something really spectacular to bring these Marxists um, to a screeching halt. A great wet, red wave is going to begin right here in Arizona, and it's going to sweep across this country. It's going to wash hundreds of thousands of Democrat socialists out of their offices with an unstoppable surge of Republican patriots. This is maybe the most important election we're ever we've ever had. This is the year we're going to take back the House, take back the Senate, and we're going to take back America. And in 2024, we're going to take back the White House. And that was the only really depressing thing that was said in this entire speech. Because when I hear 2024, but I think he has to play the game. He still hasn't conceded, by the way. Um, so perhaps, well, I don't know. I don't want to comment. Well, Jeff, why are you why are you depressed about that? You know, he says this is the year, and he says in 2024 we're going to take back the White House. Think about calendars. Have we been lied to about what year it really is? Oh, I had not considered that, Jesse. Okay, you're right. Uh, as I say, just uh, he hasn't conceded, but you know, when people start talking about 2024, I'm going, no, there is no 2024. There is no 2022 unless he fixed 2020. So let's see. I just keep thinking that automatically when, uh, when I hear that. So, uh, that's where he goes. But then he says, uh, at the very end, uh, my fellow Americans make America great again and all that it represents. We have only just begun. We will make America united again and we will make america great again and then one of the uh cool things is because he usually walks off to ymca uh every trump rally you know for the last couple of years but this one he you went on to a song hold on i'm coming and then he makes the uh that i i'm going to quote it as being the uh the linwood air cue Sign. <laughs> yep, I I think that this speech was one of the most fantastically coded speeches that has been given. And, uh, you know, I would be interested, I'm going to make one more speculation uh, with that song. He says, hold on, I'm coming. And then he makes that air sign referring to, you know, the letter of the alphabet. People have been speculating, you know, who is that letter of the alphabet? You know, I believe that there's many individuals involved in that. But what I'm going to propose is that, you know, from the very beginning, when 
he came out on the stage, I do not believe it actually was President Trump. So now at the end, you know, I have to ask, who was that who came forward and gave this fantastic speech? And I think he reveals at the end that this is the individual, one of them, who is connected to that 17th letter of the alphabet. Whoa, you walked out on a plank on that one, Jesse. That's a bold statement. Uh, look, there was a lot of comments that uh, he's appeared to have no neck. Uh, certainly there was comments saying he was, uh, you know, most likely wearing a bulletproof vest, which I think would be expected, even though they have high security around there. But you're saying you don't think it was Trump. So are you talking body double? Or are you going clone? Which way are you going? No, I think that it was a very distinguished mask. I think that it was a completely different individual who is very good at uh, mimicking voices or they did something uh, to enable that voice sound that was being heard so it sounded like him. Um, but I think it was a completely different person. So they have the technology to anyone's voice and make it sound the way they want to. They, they can do that to anyone. So that technology is definitely there. Uh, in fact, I believe that's what they're doing with the acting Pedotus right now. Yeah, I think it was a fantastic maneuver. And, you know, one of my hints that I'll give is take a look at the hands. Um, the hands were very young. That's all I'll say. And I think it was an exceptional performance, except for, you know, I personally feel our president is somebody he he's honestly for his age, a good looking guy, Jeff, you know, so immediately I noticed the no neck and, you know, no distinguished jawbone and shoulders. And I was like, that's not him. Um, but the clue to who I believe it is, is I'd say take a good look at those young hands. And he did a fantastic job of playing the role of of Trump. Well, we all know what his hands look like because of the whole Rubio thing when they were running through. Look at these beautiful hands. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I'll offer a different speculation. So if we want to just go down the rabbit hole, and uh, and quite honestly, I, I, I don't know if I agree with Jesse on this or not. I, I don't know. Uh, I watched it on my phone, so I didn't have like a really clear, it wasn't like I was watching it on TV or anything like that. Um but I would say, if anything, Project Bluebeam. They could easily put a hologram in there and no one would know. That's how good the technology is. So if you don't know, look at videos. They have school gyms where a whale comes out of the uh, the, the wood floor of the gym and then splashes. And everyone thinks water is coming at them. It looks that real, people sitting there live. So, you know, there could be that, too. Well, that is a fantastic idea. I think I would side with that over a body double or a clone. But 
then you have to ask, you know, if that wasn't him, why would they take all the technology, the effort, if they're projecting to make sure that it wasn't Trump? You know, like you'd think they would just project him himself, but I don't believe this was him at all. Yeah, listen, as I say, I get it about the neck and stuff like that. I, I do know if you're wearing like a, a bulletproof vest, it's going to raise your shoulders and make the neck disappear. Mm-hmm. But, hey, we'll leave it out there, and, and someday we're going to know all of this. Jesse, oh, oh, hold on. We we have God's rainbow saying, I saw him on my big screen, and it was a mask. And, and here's someone else saying, I heard they can print a body at CERN. Okay, that's a different, that's a new one for me. Uh, may God fight against all this. Man, we're getting some great comments here. And sorry, I haven't been watching the comments. I've been looking at uh, all the notes. So, Jesse, since uh, I, I know we've got a little bit over time, but since we're celebrating today, should we take a call or two? Absolutely. All right. I've just turned on the calls, and if you want to call in and you have a question or a comment, uh, please do so by calling in right now using the Podbean app. All right, just give me a second here. We just had a couple callers in. God's Rainbow, welcome to Right On Radio. God's Rainbow, you just got the invite. Okay, you're on. Welcome to Right On Radio, God's Rainbow. Okay, um, my question has to do with last night's um, talk about the churches. And I understand about the, um, about not you know, participating in churches that had the 5013C, whatever that thing's called. But is it if and, and I do take your suggestion to um, let my church know about that, because it could be that this pastor is unaware of it, as many of us are. But does that mean that it's not OK to tithe or could you still tithe if they do not become part of that anymore and they they move out of it i am so glad you asked that question because i was thinking about this and there were a couple of questions in the chat uh from last night that were asking that as well uh, so i i need to do a whole show on tithing to tell you the truth but what i would say to you uh with that is really the tithe is between you and god and god knows your heart and uh, it, it, God isn't going to hold you responsible for what a organization or a corporation does with your money. Uh, this is my opinion, uh, but it, I think it makes some common sense. It, it's between you and God. So, you know, we're not going to tell you not to tithe or, or anything like that. But, you know, if a, if a church isn't following, uh, is shying away from uh, speaking the truth of God's word, if they're shying away from controversial subjects because they want to lose it then i would then i would question it uh but that that's my opinion jesse do you have one 
Yeah, that would be my same suggestion as well, that in all things, um, you know, pray and ask the Lord specifically what his will is. And, you know, we certainly aren't saying, you know, that don't give your tithe to the church or to a pastor or his family, um, you, you know, unless the Lord has told you not to do so. You know, that's the Lord says that the worker is worthy of their wage. Um, so you definitely need to pray through the situation before you make a big decision like that either way. Okay, thank you. And um, one other quick question. Um, I don't know if it's off topic here. I apologize. But seeing how it's kind of been made known that Betty White was possibly a um, a high-ranking uh, satanic priestess, um, is there a battle now for her position, or has there been one and a new person to take her place been appointed? Um, I have not heard of any battles taking place. Uh, from my understanding, um, all the hierarchy that was dark side of the system has been removed and replaced, and that the light side of the system are in position. So, in a sense, you already have an overhaul in the system that's been done. So there won't be any replacement of positions that are no longer operational. Well, I hope that answered your question, uh, God's Rainbow. And by the way, uh, thank you for everything you do uh, with us uh, in our chats. And uh, you are really a prayer warrior, and we're thankful to have you. In and uh, and Joe, I noticed you called in as well, but you get quite a bit of airtime, so we're going to take one more call before we wrap this up. And Mike came into the studio, so Mike, welcome to Right On Radio. All you have to do is unmute your microphone, Mike. All right, that's Mike Martin Z's. Hello, sorry, is it going through? I don't know oh, how to do it. hear you, yes, uh, welcome to the show. You don't sound like Yay! I'm actually a Michelle, sorry. Michelle, my bell, welcome to Right On Radio, and a happy Friday to you. Thank you, I love you guys. I don't really have a question. I, well, I guess I do, but not about this topic. I just, there's so much horror going on and even in my personal life jesse could you just tell me about god like times that you've had with him and you he carried you when you're in the catacombs like i just i just want a hug from god <laughs> really bad and is there anything like positive you could tell me about like just him absolutely um you know i know in some of my darkest times that's the time when i would you know, feel the Lord or see him or, um, you know, sense his presence. And, you know, even today, this morning, I was really struggling, you know, with a lot of uh, false accusations that are coming my way, you know, just outright lies that the enemy keeps hounding, trying to get people to believe and, you know, just 
in that sickness that the enemy even, you know, falsifies or twists tweets or other things that I post or put out and uses that to support their lie or untruth. And it was like, God, you know, can you just intervene? Like, I'm tired of getting all this kickback. I'm tired of the enemy, you know, refusing to give up the treasures in darkness that he owes. And uh, will you just enforce that? And very clearly, all of a sudden, I... Uh, I will say there was a specific individual that I saw, um, several faces I, I don't know, um, but I saw this individual that um, he was walking the streets. And as he's walking the streets, these men that the Lord called ruffians were coming out and joining him in the middle of the road. And they were kneeling down and he was laying his hands on them and anointing them and praying over them. And the Lord said to me, you know, release the ruffians, uh, put the anointing oil in their hands, anoint the streets. And then the Lord said, release to me the priests that I have called. So it was even that those people that we consider ruffians, um, that the Lord is calling them priests and he's about ready to unleash them on the streets. So. I would just pray that into your life as well, that whatever situation you're going through, whatever trial, that you would just feel the Lord pouring his oil over you, that it would just drench and flow down from your head all the way down to the floor, that you would know that he has anointed you to walk through this situation and this time, that he will empower you with a demonstration of his Holy Spirit. And he says, don't be afraid. Ask of me. Ask for the miracles. And as you ask, trust that he's going to do them. And so I'll just say be blessed in that and know that the Lord is with you. Thank you. I kind of picture it like the Lincoln Memorial. When I get to heaven, I'm just going to go up there and sit at his feet and wrap myself in his robe and take a long nap. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> yes, and I identify most in your books with a gentleman who thought there was no hope for him because he was a Christian incident. So you've helped me. I've come a, just a long way. <laughs> it was easy for me to believe I'm a sinner. Not easy for me to believe God loves me. Well, he does. Not only does he love you, he's called you and is going to anoint you and has a has great things in store for you. Thank you, Jesse and Jeff. I hope I get to be um, go to Orlando. I would love to be rebaptized um, with you guys. That would be awesome, Lord willing. So thank you again. Thank you, Jeff. My family's Canadian. Yay! Go on. go Canadians. Thank you for coming on, Michelle. God bless you. And for the record, Michelle. Thank you, Jesse. You're just precious. But I'm I, back. No, they they came a long time ago. My mom won't give up her citizenship, but she's been here a good 30 years. Yeah. Well, praise God. And thank you for that call, Michelle. Thanks for coming on to Right On Radio. So look, Thank you, guys. God bless you. We're going to wrap it up, but just a, just a final thought on that question. 
Uh, again, we pray in faith, and faith is the belief in things yet unseen. Uh, so we believe in faith when we pray. And I'll tell you just a, a, an example. It might seem like a small thing to you, but I started the show this way. Uh, YouTube has never granted anyone that I know an appeal. We got, we won the appeal. So YouTube stood down to just a, a you know, a verse of God's word. Um, and, uh, and we're back on the platform because we, I called on his name and, uh, we prayed it and I prayed it in faith. I actually kind of believed that it would happen. Although I, you know, I said it's unlikely, but I actually believed that it would happen and it did. And then all of a sudden today I was expecting to hit the million, uh, over the weekend, but we hit a million downloads this morning. And that was so amazing. Again, and this is for you guys. And we give God all of the glory for this podcast. Uh, we really do. Uh, we are here by his divine appointment. There's no other way to explain it, uh, in my mind. And, uh, and when I say we, it's not just Jesse and I, it's uh, every one of you guys as well. So thank you so much for being here. And Jesse, I know you want to thank God and thank him for me and thank him for the audience. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. But uh, Jesse, would you close with this? Absolutely, but it's true, Jeff. I do thank God for you. So <laughs> well, let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day. We Thank you that we could come together and um, rejoice and delight in your presence and that we could be here just um, experiencing this day with you and talking through the things that are going on. Lord, we ask a special blessing over our president, Lord. We ask a special blessing over our military and those who are, are doing the work that is being done. And, Lord, we ask a special grace over all of us, Lord, that as these things are unraveled, that you would just give us the grace to be able to see, uh, to be able to accept, and to be able to be moved to action, um, that what we see would not scare us or render us ineffective or useless, but that it would be used as a catalyst to move us into action for your kingdom and for your glory and uh, we know that your word says that your kingdom comes in power, Lord. So we're expecting uh, quite a bit on your behalf, Lord. But we will give you the glory. We will give you the honor. And we certainly will continue to give you the praise because you are worthy of it. We just pray all these things in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And yes, we will continue to ask for the big things. We're going to dare to dream, Jesse. Uh, we need to start thinking bigger as Christians. We need to start asking bigger and we need to start believing bigger. So having said all of that, uh, we believe that this year is going to be a great year for us. Look, there's some pain ahead of us, but I'm telling you, uh, it's going to be a great year. We're going to see amazing things, and I, I'm praying we see the hand of God uh, come in this one. And uh, yes, ask Abba to open the floodgates. Right on, right on, right on. Hey, thanks everyone for being here. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.